Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. Today we are going to talk about the foods. This is a very chill and not so technical talk about nutrition, as I have recently changed my nutrition programming title to Mindful Nutrition. Why you ask? Because I like to combine my work and knowledge with Z-Mind mixed with nutrition as I work one-on-one with some dope-ass humans. So grab something yummy to sip on or maybe something yummy to munch on and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, we will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat. Fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, Grab your favorite cup of gel or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. Okay, so let me start off by saying I did not trademark this title or coin this idea of mindful nutrition. If you do a lovely little Google search, you will find multiple resources covering the topic, some that are full of shit and some that are pretty solid. But for the purpose of today's episode, I want to tell you why I have switched gears in regards to my programming title and talk about how and why I do what I do. Have you ever wanted to work with someone in regards to nutrition? You have probably heard time and time again the importance of understanding what you eat and the lovely saying that abs are made in the kitchen. But you then look down at your abdomen after eating clean for, let's say, a month, and you're like, uh, hello, abs, where you at, though? (laughs) Now, I'm not trying to say that a six-pack is everyone's goal, and I also don't think it should be everyone's goal. I personally want to live a long, healthy life. That is my number one health goal. I also personally want to work on fueling and growing muscles because I want to A, prevent being a decrepit soul in my old age, and B, well, because I just like being strong. My point is all of our goals are different, and I personally am not your gal if your main goal is to lose weight in 20 days. I began spreading the yogis who eat, and yes, I just made an air hashtag sign mindset as I want to work to help people build a lifestyle that will last a damn lifetime. Now, I am not saying that I do shit crazy different than others because I do work with clients one-on-one from a macro understanding. You might have heard me talk about this on a previous episode, but to recap, That simply means understanding and tracking what you consume, specifically your calories, carbs, protein, and fat. Now, you might be like me on day one and say, ugh, I don't really want to weigh out my food. I get that. Like, I really do. I actually pushed off my nutrition journey for years because I lived under that same mentality. And I also do not believe that you need to live by tracking your food for an entire lifetime. 
However, I do think using an approach where you track your macros will help you understand what your intake consists of and what your intake is lacking. I personally lived under a half-assed nutrition mindset for years as I would eat all sorts of non-processed foods because I wanted to mindfully fuel my body with, well, natural shit. Now, please note there is nothing wrong with that. Nine times out of ten, I am always having the conversation with clients about eating more fruits and veggies because your body freaking needs them. However, your body also needs other things. When I was eating with that thought process, that mentality, when I thought that I was at my healthiest, I was saying no to going out. I was saying no to some of my favorite things like a breakfast sandwich because I didn't want the bread and saying yes to so many fats that my body physically could not break down. Now, after years of personal trial and error, studying my butt off, and from coaching 2015 to present day, I now know that my previous lifestyle was not sustainable, it did not have adequate fuel, and it wasn't mindful. So let me break each of these down for you. My previous lifestyle was not sustainable because I had this negative relationship with food without even realizing it. I do not think that going to Christmas dinner and only eating, let's say, carrots and green beans is something that you can sustain for several Christmases to come. I said no to things that I actually enjoyed, like almost any form of meat that was on the table, bread, and, well, all of the desserts. I also said no to potatoes, but guess what? I actually fucking hate them shits, so I will say no to all forms of potato for every single Christmas to come. Back in the day, I was consistently either really full or, like, really starving, which leads me to adequate fuel. I was hella full to hella hungry because of two things. Number one, I was eating a shit ton of fat like one to two avocados a day, half a container of hummus, and I would eat peanut butter like it was ice cream. Now, please note, I am not saying that there is anything bad with these foods that I just mentioned. They are all perfectly fine to consume, and I still eat them myself. However, the dietary reference intake, or DRI, for fat in adults is anywhere from like 20 to 35% of the total calories. And the old Danielle was consuming easily double that on the regular. Not necessarily daily, but very regularly. Meaning I was consuming more fat than what my body could break down. So then why was I hella hungry sometimes? Well, like I just said, I didn't always eat that much fat. And on the days that I didn't, my protein intake was just not there. I was 50 plus percent under my needed protein intake without a doubt every single day. And my carbs were honestly all over the place. Therefore, my past life was one where I was not fueling my body properly. 
especially as I began getting into more weightlifting and I was moving on the mat very regularly via what I would call an intense yoga practice probably like 80% of the time. Now, the only reason why I was not feeling my body properly is because I was building a half-assed mindset as I was truly uneducated in regards to proper fuel. Which leads me to my last point, mindset. So, old Danielle quickly began studying nutrition and realized how many parts of her diet were very malnourished. I began rebuilding my relationship with food, which took years. I then started working as a coach one-on-one in 2015 and stopped working with a lot of folks as I moved from Florida to Virginia. I held on to a few clients during that time, but I only recently began rebuilding Caffeinated Yogi, which now incorporates nutrition. If there is one thing I learned from trial and error on myself and from my beginning days as a coach is that, and I'm going to put this in lovely little air quotes, just macro tracking is shit. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry, but it's true. The main reason why I did not want to go down the macro counting journey years ago is because I was shocked that people would use the, well, if it fits into my macros, I'm good to go approach. (laughs) Ew, just ew. The thought process still frustrates me to this day. I am sorry, but I will forever be the coach to tell you that eating McDonald's every day is not a smart move even if it fits into your allotted macro numbers. Now, do a lot of coaches tell you the same thing? Of course they do, guys. I am nothing special. Some coaches might actually be so total opposite as they give you macro numbers that help fuel a toddler rather than a grown-ass woman, and you therefore couldn't fit a McFlurry into your diet even if you wanted to. Which, for the record, if I was to order anything from McDonald's right now, it would be that. An Eminem McFlurry was my jam back in high school. I personally think it is important to incorporate as many parts of a yogic thought process into your diet as possible. And here are a few examples of what I implement personally and with clients. First up, coffee. Number one, if you like the taste, black coffee will forever be pretty damn macro-friendly. And if you need some tips on dope pour-over methods, go back a few episodes on this podcast. Number two, if you like milk, why don't you research your milk rather than following the latest trends? For example, oat milk. I have seen so many people post more and more lattes that are with an oat base and proclaiming that they are consuming something that is oh so amazing and specifically oh so amazing for the macros. Wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) For a quick comparison, cashew milk has 25 to 30 calories, one gram of carbs, two grams of fat, and one gram of protein in one whole serving. Oat milk, however, has 140 to 170 calories, 24 grams of carbs, 2.5 fat, and 4 grams of protein. Now, if you want the oat milk, drink away, my friends. 24 grams of carbs is not that big of a deal in a drink. 
But if you think that you are getting like the biggest bang for your buck for a latte with macros, then you probably want to look at a different milk type. Next up, salads. I truly love salads and not the salad that like fits in the palm of your hand, but instead a humongous one that is bigger than the size of my head. I, however, have never really found a salad dressing that I truly enjoy that are what I like to call macro-friendly. So for years, I have been using hummus, salsa, and hot sauce, or maybe a mixture of the three, to fluff up my leafy greens. Here is where you need to take a mindful approach to your macros. Number one, some hummuses, if that's a word, hummuses, (laughs) have over 10 grams of fat in one serving. I personally do not buy those. I stick to the ones that are anywhere from 5 to 7 grams per serving. Number two, ask yourself if you need the whole serving. Nine times out of 10, when someone is starting to track their food, they measure out the full serving of everything. But ask yourself this, is that really what your taste buds want? Try using half and see if you like the taste. If you do, great, continue on. If not, also great, (laughs) add some more shit. Picking on myself, my number one go-to is 0.3 to 0.4 servings of hummus mixed with a little bit of hot sauce. This is a mixture that my taste buds actually enjoy, like I love it. Now, next up for this salad review is protein. I know that not everyone is a fan of meat, however I am, so I'm going to talk about it. I love sliced turkey. If I was to follow by the serving size, my salad would regularly have 10 to 12 grams of protein, somewhere around there. If you consumed a lot of protein throughout the day, dope, stick with that one serving and move on. But if you haven't, which I can guarantee that would be most of you, double it up by the meats. Or add in another protein source that you truly like. So me personally, I normally have two full servings of sliced turkey, which then gets me 20 plus grams of protein just from that one food source in my salad. Now, I know a lot of you are familiar with macros and might be like, duh, I've been working on this shit for years. Here are three more mindful tips when it comes to nutrition from your favorite yogi. Ditch anyone on social media that brings a negative relationship to your food. Maybe they always post super healthy things and you are comparing your meals. Or maybe it is someone that you view as healthy, physically, mentally, etc., And they are crushing a 12-pack of beer with a big fat pizza. And you are like, WTF, why can't I do that? If you have thought either of those things at least once, stop following those said accounts on any and all social media platforms. Because I promise it is not healthy for you. Next, treat your shopping list like it is your Christmas list. Now, I know that we do not all have the resources to spend a Christmas list of finances at the grocery store every week. Lord knows I don't. But take time to shop around and truly find shit you like. One of the best things I did in the beginning of my nutrition journey was I walked around the grocery store reading labels and finding snacks that really resonated with my goals. 
Meaning, if your goal is to eat more protein, actually take time out of your week to research and find shit you like that has more protein. I hate to break it to you, but the healthy foods are not going to just magically appear in your fridge. I get people that ask about my snacks all the time as I post them on Instagram. I tell them where I get it, and they either answer, oh, or I don't shop there. Maybe your grocery store has it. Maybe not. But if you see that there are, I don't know, five, ten items that you really want to try, and you're not finding them at the one store you shop at, (laughs) you gotta switch it up. You have to take time to find what works for you. And my last little tip, evaluate everything. I know this idea is not new, but remember that stress, sleep, and, well, a laundry list of other things play into what you consume. As a coach, I personally send check-ins asking how the heck my clients are regularly. And the reason for this is A, because I actually care about my clients. They are humans and they deserve that kind of respect. And because the more I know about them, the more that I can help and guide them. For example, if I know that my client is facing a big stressful time at work, I will guide them through a few tips to steer them away from what I like to call stressful snacking. (laughs) Maybe that is uh, through a chat or maybe it is through a new snack idea. Maybe it is through some form of meditation. And no, I'm not saying I guide them while they are sitting in a traditional yogi seat about the foods. But that is a value that I bring to my yogis who eat. So jump on the mindfulness nutrition train if you really want to know more. As always, I kind of feel like I rambled on with this one. But here are a few takeaways. Mindful eating, as defined by yours truly, the caffeinated yogi, is a combination of yogic mindset and nutrition. Some of the mindfulness approaches will be the same guidance you will get from other nutrition coaches. Some might not. No matter what, stop comparing your intake to others because everyone is different. Everyone has different goals or lack thereof. And if you choose to work with a coach, find someone that resonates with you. I personally am a big believer of practicing what I preach. So you will see a lot of homemade meals with fruits and veggies because I believe in consuming a shit ton of them and guide my clients to do the same. You will also see that I have untracked days because I believe that for me, that is a good healthy balance. And you will notice that I prioritize my alcohol intake and sleep time because those are both important aspects for me so that I can hit my goals. And when I say prioritize, I mean not necessarily drinking a shit ton and trying to sleep a shit ton. (laughs) Just want to make that clear. And last but not least, work to create something that you can sustain for a lifetime. Oh, and I guess another thing, (laughs) please remember that it all takes freaking work. If you, for some reason, admire the body of a professional athlete, they will quickly inform you that their time off the field or out of the gym makes them who they are. Maybe you don't want to look like an athlete, but you want more energy throughout the day. Well, the 12-pack plus pizza daily, 
with little sleep won't cut it. You have to put in the work and make compromises to find the balance that works for you. Meaning the 12 pack plus pizza is totally cool every once in a while. If and only if you have a mindset of a yogi who eats. Thank you guys for listening to this lovely little ramble session. I plan on bringing some more detailed episodes to come that will dive into X amount of tips to increase protein or two thoughts to change your back squat, as well as a good few ramble sessions like this guy. If you are interested in working with me, peep the link in the description or the show notes and use the code POD10 to save some monies on nutrition programming. Or you can send me a direct message at Danielle the Yogi on Instagram. Until next time, namaste and slay boothang.